Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Midlife AF. This is the week between Christmas and New Year. Always a little bit of an interesting one. And I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about my journey. Because I'll be celebrating four years alcohol-free um, on January 1st, which is crazy, right? Um, but I had no intention of becoming an alcohol-free person when I stopped drinking in January 2020. So I thought I'd share a little bit about that process with you. And why it doesn't have to be anything more than a decision to take a break and to see what happens and how life-changing that can be. All right, my lovelies, I'll see you in a second. If you're a woman in midlife whose intuition is telling you that giving booze the elbow might be the next right move, then Midlife AF is the podcast for you. Join counsellor, psychotherapist, this naked mind and grey area drinking alcohol coach Emma Gilmore for a weekly natter about parenting quirky teens, menopause, relationships and navigating this thing called midlife alcohol free. If you're feeling that life could be so much more, that you're sick and tired of doing all the things for everyone else, if your intuition is waving her arms manically at you saying, it could all be so much easier if we didn't have to keep drinking, come with me. Together we'll find our groove without booze. I lovingly acknowledge the Boonarung people of the Kulon Nation as the custodians of Kurt Barok. I share my admiration for the Aboriginal culture. I witness the connection that they have for each other and the land and their community. As I swim in the waters and walk on the land, I feel the power of this place. I'm grateful for the Aboriginal people's amazing custodianship, the power, beauty and the healing potential of this place. I wish to pay special respects to the elders of the Boonarong people their wisdom, guidance and support are exceptional and felt well beyond the Aboriginal community. I honour that this is Aboriginal land and that it has never been ceded. I am committed to listening to the Aboriginal community and learning how I can be an active ally in their journey to justice. So I'm recording this on the 18th of December my cat's on my desk so I apologize if there's any strange noises I'm about to go out with my really good friendship group that I've made over the last few years um initially met them through swimming and so during COVID or towards the end of COVID we started swimming in the sea like a lot of people and I met this amazing group of humans um which was so interesting because when I stopped drinking I never thought for a minute that I would be making a whole group of new friends. Um, but I did. And I started swimming in the ocean. And I met this beautiful people. And out of that, I actually met a group who I became even closer to, who formed my book club, which was we started off reading. We spent a year reading. It was such a fantastic experience. Reading um, Brené Brown's The Gift of Imperfection 
really slowly. So we read a chapter a week and we really dug into it and it was just phenomenal. Um, and I might bring some of those ladies from my Brené Brown book club. We're reading another book at the moment called, oh my gosh, my brain's gone. <laughs> um, what's it called? Radical Awakening, which is um, about awakening as a woman to what goes on in our society is very much aligned to a lot of the work with Brené Brown and also my work with Gabor Martin. Oh my goodness, my cat is now moaning to get out. She was moaning to get in and now she's moaning to get out. Anyway, so I'm going out with them because they also then formed a group from my local area, which is Hobson's Bay, Hobson's Bay Council, because I'm in Williamstown, of business entrepreneur women. Um, and so I'm just going out for some Christmas drinks to that tonight, which should be really nice. And I don't normally like to go out to things, but I would really like to see this bunch of humans. Um, so I won't stay for very long, but I'll definitely go. And I'm hoping that this pub has a better selection of alcohol-free drinks than it did last summer. <laughs> um but yeah, so I wanted to come on and have a little bit of a chat because I know some of you will be thinking of dry January and that's exactly what I did. And it's so interesting because it's it's really funny when I was up actually um, at the yearly planning session I did with um, Tina Towers group, her empire builder which is a mastermind group I've been part of for two years and met some awesome people. It was really interesting. I can tell the people who are sort of open to meeting me and people who weren't and people who were not interested in meeting me really because my specialist subject, I guess, is um, stopping or reducing drinking. And it's such a sensitive subject still in our world. Um, there's so much involved in it and so much meaning we make about it. Um, and I could see some of the humans in that group sort of really, you know, as soon as they started to get a vibe of what my um, specialism was, really kind of like you could see them sort of back away. <laughs> Others, other people were lovely and gorgeous I mean most of the people in that group were amazing and I'm not to say those people aren't amazing either but I think sometimes you're interested in talking to somebody and sometimes you're not and this area can be very divisive um, and the reason I'm talking about that is because I would have been exactly the same so when I stopped drinking in January 2020 I had absolutely no intention of stopping drinking at all and if somebody had said to me as a result of doing <laughs> this January alcohol experiment you will stop drinking and never go back to it I would have used a lot of expletives because I particularly thought that uh, people who don't drink are a little bit judgmental um, I thought they, I didn't think they were any fun. I 
really I was, you know, I found alcohol for me was quite a sort of important in my life. And if anyone in a million years had told me that I would stop drinking, I would have just, yeah, just not been interested in talking to them at all. Um, but <laughs> what did happen? The reasons I did, I had probably spent a year doing things like dry July, Feb fast, sober October. And I, I, knew, I had a feeling, I can't remember, there's a few different things that had happened. I'd had an incident where my kids said, oh, please don't bring wine into the bedroom when you're putting us to bed. Um, I'd had a few incidents where my kids hadn't, you know, had I'd said something to them the night before and I couldn't remember what it was the next day. Um, I'd had a couple of accidents, but no more than, you know, normal people would have and not worry too much about it. And to be honest with you, my drinking was probably on the on the higher end, but I often didn't drink during the week. And most of the time I'd say I didn't drink during the week. I drank um, probably Thursday to Sunday or Friday to Sunday. But I did drink quite a lot at those times. Um, and I wasn't what you would, I would have thought you would consider a falling down kind of, I mean, I had a very good career. I was doing very well, um, except for at that time I had, um, I had decided to leave my career because I was, I no longer felt that it was okay for me to put up with some of the behaviors that were happening in the workplace that I was at. And I just thought, I just can't be asked anymore. I'm too old. I've put up with this sort of stuff all my working life and I'm not doing it anymore. Um, and there was a lot more involved in that situation. But I left at that time just feeling I was really like a lot. I really didn't know where to go next because I'd always worked in corporate marketing. And also because Melbourne's such a small place, I was so worried that I was going to have to go around and kind of slightly lie about why I'd left and I also knew that the minute that I did apply to any jobs they because I was in kind of sort of like very very corporate corporate everyone knew each other everyone moved from company to company <laughs> excuse me and I thought you know they'd be on the phone like I would have been um immediately and really you know checking out what what I was like and the feedback would have been, you know, that I left because I didn't cope well with somebody coming in above me who um, had a very dictatorial way of behaving. And um, and that wouldn't have gone down very well because are you going to pick somebody who, you know, when you're recruiting, you've got, you know, you, know, you can pick from anybody. Are you going to pick somebody who has a bit of a sort of <laughs> something strange has gone on with them leaving their last role or are you going to pick someone who hasn't you're going to pick someone who hasn't had anything strange going on in their last role and I didn't want to lie and I just didn't want so anyway I left that job and at that time I was um I decided I was going to retrain as a counsellor and psychotherapist, which took me quite a long time to get to that place, but I did. And sort of over that period, so I started that training in September, I think, September 2019. And, yeah, I stopped drinking in January 2020. 
And I think it was because I'd met a lady who had stopped drinking for a year and she was actually going back to drinking. Um, but she was really cool and she was in the media and I really liked her. And she was saying it's so interesting because she's going back to drinking, but she doesn't know if she wants to. And she kind of was wishing she wasn't in a way. But it was like it was there anyway. So we we had a we got on really well and she sort of spoke about it a little bit. And um and then I'd met, I think a friend of mine was well, I was walking along with a friend of mine and she said, Oh, have you heard of Annie Grace? And I was like, Yeah, no, I bought Annie Grace's book, but I couldn't really get along with it because it was quite scientific for me. And I I kept putting it down and not picking it up again and so on and so forth. She said, oh, well, one of my friends has given up drinking for a year. She's gone back to it, but she's given up for a year. And she'd been listening to their podcast. So I started listening to their podcast. So in effect, what I did, which was when I started working for This Naked Mind, is, is the equivalent to the pause, which is where you, you stop trying to stop drinking, give yourself a break from that, and spend a lot of time working on understanding why you drink learning about alcohol learning about your beliefs around alcohol at the level of society self and substance and you get rid of some of that self-judgment and start sort of doing a bit more of this a bit more knowledge gathering and so I did that and I was at the time I was running every day I was doing yoga and it was the one thing I was I just kept thinking I really need to there's something about something a little bit unknowing to me was going there's something here for you because in every other way I was really sort of channeling and doing things I really wanted to do but I just kept waking up in the morning and feeling shit about myself when I'd been drinking beating myself up be you know just that sort of really unpleasant and I know everybody gets this when they've had they've drunk more than they wanted to the night before or they'd not you know they're not set out to drink and they've ended up drinking or and you wake up in the morning and you're just like oh it's just that awful feet pit, pit feeling in the bottom of your tummy and that was what I was really I was like there's something not right about this I'm not feeling good about this and it, all the way through my life it feels like I've contrary stuff like a bull in a china shop and every single time my life has gone no Emma you don't know what you're doing here at all it was like when I was having the kids I was always like no I'm going to be um I'm going to have all the drugs and I'm going to go into hospital and then I had a very bad experience my first one um and then I had a midwife I did acupuncture gas near at home in a swimming pool and it's just like it's really interesting for me. So I you know I go and I have this corporate career and then I leave and then, you know, I end up doing something that's, you know, much more sort of like working with people in a much more caring profession. Uh, and I've, you know, this whole, just, I've just been on this journey of discovery for the last, I guess, four years now, which all started with me deciding to do the alcohol experiment in January 2020. And the reason I did it was I, I had been tr struggling with my gut. So I'd, I was really bloated. I was putting on weight. I didn't seem to be able to lose no weight no matter what I did. I would go to hit classes. I would run. And I was like really, you know, really kind of slightly rigid with my exercise regime. Um, and I've always been fairly sort of controlling around food and things like that. 
um, which again has been another part of this journey post drinking, because I was like, well, I can't really sort anything out until I sort out the alcohol part of it. So if I could sort out the alcohol, then I can sort of try to work out what's happening with the rest of stuff. Because then if somebody says to me, you know, you know, how much you drink, or is it because you're drinking, or if you stop drinking, it would always be like the alcohol would be a reason why somebody couldn't look into what I was going to do properly. And so this is in my head. I don't know why I don't think anyone's ever said that to me. Um, so, and I remember getting to a point where I kept trying to do six weeks, I think, and failing and hating it and resenting it and climbing the walls and reading. But I do remember that feeling of having that freedom of thought. And I do remember the feeling of um just that that just that spaciousness and also I really noticed that I was much less reactive when I wasn't drinking even if I was hating it and in resistance the whole time and then I came across an ad and it was all about come and do this experiment it doesn't mean anything it doesn't have to be forever doesn't even have to be doesn't have to be anything you go back you can go back to drinking exactly as you were you can reduce your drinking you can um become sober curious you can uh go back to drinking much less than you were before you can um take a longer break you can it's just like it's not about that this is an experiment we're going to go on we're going to learn some information every day on videos and then you'll get some you'll get daily coaching and we'll see what happens and then I had this incredible transformation and that is what I that is why I now teach this particular method I've added other things to it that sparked my interest I've added now I've been training with Gabriel Marte I add a level of somatic experiencing as well because for me a lot of it's about being with big emotions and learning how to do that in a way that doesn't feel scary. Um, so I've added a lot of stuff to my original training. So basically, after two weeks of doing the alcohol experiment live, I was like, right, I'm doing a year. And I felt really comfortable doing that because all my friends had known I'd been trying to, you know, not have, taking longer breaks. And everyone was sort of getting into that sort of age. And a year didn't seem so threatening to people. People didn't need to have to ask me lots of questions about that. I could just say, look, I'm wanting to experience all the different sort of things that come up in life. And anyway, that's where I ended up. And I ended up, after two weeks of doing that program, calling up the people at this Naked Mind and saying, I, I want to train as a coach. And then I got the... It went through the interview process and it was so expensive to train. I was like, oh my God, I don't know how I can do this. I've left my job. And and anyway, I uh, took some money out of my mortgage and used it to um, to pay for the training. And my husband was like, mm. and everyone around me was like, are you sure this is the right thing? I was like, I just feel it in my gut. Because what had happened after two days, after two weeks was I realized that some of the stuff that I'd been telling myself about alcohol wasn't true. And I believed that stuff as strong as, as much as I believed the sky was blue. And once I unraveled some of that, then I started to just think, well, if that's not true, then what else am I believing that's not true? And it just opened this whole world up for me around unconscious beliefs and 
the things that we've learned, you know, because the more I've learned about psychology and um, the more I now know that most of our unconscious beliefs about the way that we see the world and the way that we um, see ourselves are formed, you know, very, very young, under the age of seven, mainly under the age of three. Um, and a lot of the time, those unconscious beliefs are what keep us stuck in life. And so for me, it was just like, oh my goodness, I am lying to myself and I don't even realize I'm doing it. And I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And I, I went from that place of deprivation to a place of, I don't want to. And it wasn't to begin with, I was like, no, I'm definitely doing a year. And then after I finished the year, I was just like, why would I ever want to go back and do that? But what I was trying to say to you guys is, you know, I'm sure Christmas will be a time of overindulgence, quite possibly January as well. And I just, you know, it doesn't have to be any of this stuff that we think it's because we get really, oh, it's what if I fail? It doesn't matter if it's an experiment. That's why I highly encourage doing a version of the alcohol experiment. Of course, I recommend doing mine because it's mine and I, <laughs> I've i put a lot of love and care into it. And it comes from a very perimenopausal, uh, midlife, slightly neurodivergent uh, female um, perspective, but Aussie as well. Um, but, you know, any any This Naked Mind program is amazing and run by any This Naked Mind coach. Because the idea is that you are literally just going on a journey together for a year and not for a year, for a month, for 30 days. And that's all it is. It's 30 days. And the thing that I love about their programs and the things that I love about coaching this methodology is... It's it reveals so much about yourself. Like I went in there going, right, I want to lose weight. I want to um, I want to be more productive. I want to um, feel less tired all the time. I want to have more. Yeah, have more energy. It's the same means the same thing. I want to have more energy. I want to. Yeah, I'm going to yeah really get stuff together be a good example for my kids da, 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 da. so I had all these thoughts about what I wanted to do and why I wanted to do it and I think that's the same with most people who come and join the alcohol experiment and I think most people want to be able to just drink one or two drinks that's what most people want to be able to do because there's this idea that one or two drinks is like sort of normal like normal people want to be able to do that and that's probably, I can't even remember now, but it, but that's probably where I wanted to be as well. And then I came into this program. I met these awesome women who were just like me. No one was like, you know, what I would have considered an alcoholic in a stereotype to be like. They were just women who were drinking more than they wanted to and wanted to cut down a bit. And and men in, in their programs, my programs are mainly female only, or female assigned at birth only. And um, yeah, it just it, it's just changed my life so completely. And I never realized it would, but it, it was just beautiful. The way that I loved it, the thing I loved about it most of all was it's take away all the shame, all the judgment. It's all about gathering data. You're doing an experiment. And the objective is awareness, not abstinence. 
And it's all about using, you know, different words, different language, learning and turning around your um, beliefs around alcohol. Absolutely fantastic program. And so I wanted to say to any of you guys who are interested, um, of course, I've got my go at your own pace version. I've got summer success bundle at the moment. So, you know, please feel free to join up to that. That's I think it's 47, 40, 40 bucks at the moment, I think summer and that includes my visualization and my awareness worksheets which are a little bit like the pause and you can start it whenever you want but if you have had a go at some of these things and you find it difficult to do on your own I would highly recommend I've just finished working with a few different beautiful souls on my VIP experience and it's you do the alcoholic the Aussie alcohol experiment with me um, but I work with you on Marco Polo <clears throat> or Voxer or WhatsApp. And every day you just come on and you just share with me your reflections from each of the videos that you've watched. And um, I do a little bit of coaching with you and I keep you accountable and it's personal. It's just you and me. And either we speak on video or we speak on on voice message or we can just WhatsApp if you like. Um, but I just wanted to make sure that everybody knows because I, I am having to put prices up next year. But if you purchase one of those with me this year, I um, you can start it at any time in January or February. So if you were going away for the summer and you didn't want to um, you didn't want to start until February, that would be totally fine as well. But if you want to get it for the two grand, it is, that's the best way to do that. So I just wanted to share that with you. And the other thing was just to say as well, if any of you are interested in taking the little bit of time between Christmas and New Year off, then um, I've also got my five day alcohol reset. So if you just want to do five days just to get rid of, you know, all the kind of stuff in your body for five days and then enter into the new year with your with high kicks and great abandon then that five day alcohol reset might be good too um but if any of you've got any questions do let me know i am always interested and willing to help and um yeah if there's anything in particular that comes up for you guys i know new year's eve i remember everyone always goes before you go on a 30-day program it's always like oh I'm gonna it's like famine and feast isn't it like I'm gonna eat all the KFC before I go on a diet or I'm gonna drink all the booze and I, was, I remember being really annoyed because it was New Year's Eve and it was really fun I remember us all going and we had these beautiful dresses on we went to the yacht club in in Williamstown and then my precious little eldest child fell off a bouncy castle and hurt herself so I had to go home so it wasn't quite the knees up I was hoping it was going to be so it was actually quite a quite a boring <laughs> but anyway um wishing you all I'm sure you will have had beautiful beautiful Christmases but wishing you all a wonderful new year and I'll see you in the in the new year all right my darlings take care bye Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Midlife AF with Emma Gilmore. If you enjoyed it, please share on Instagram for your friends and tag me at Hope Rising Coaching. If you want to help me grow the podcast, please review the episodes for me on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. 
If you would like to work further with me, please go to my website, www.hoperisingcoaching.com for my free and paid programs or email me at emma at hoperisingcoaching.com. Sending a massive cuddle to you and yours from me and mine. And remember to keep choosing you. Thank you.